How do you celebrate the holidays in Plano? We'll hear from residents who share their favorite ways to celebrate with foods, fun, faith, and giving to others. If you need a coat, take a coat. Or if you have an extra coat, drop one off. For our Plano Curiosity, find out how they're planning to commemorate a historic snowstorm at the Heritage Farmstead Museum. 14,000 pounds of shaved ice are going to be blown onto a hill. And our Plano character for this episode, who else? The jolly old elf himself. I get recognized as Santa all the time, all year, by adults and by children. Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm your host, Tammy Hooker. And I'm producer Mary Jacobs. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside of Plano and just outside of what you might expect. How do you celebrate the holidays in Plano? In November, we stopped a few folks at the Art and Wine Walk in downtown Plano and asked about their favorite Plano holiday traditions. Matt Pittman at the corner of Spring Creek and Parker is First United Methodist Church, Plano. And every year they host what is called the Journey to Bethlehem. And it's a live nativity scene where you're able to drive through their property um, and see the different uh, stages of the, uh, of the Christmas story. But it's a, it's a wonderful family experience. Um, this year we actually plan on participating in it. I don't know my role this year. I don't know my role. Um, um, I, I would, I would, I would hope I could be a shepherd, but I'm not sure I have tenure yet. The event is run by volunteers and features a menagerie of animals: lambs, camels, donkeys, llamas. Drive-through nativity. Sherry Zemanski. I have four kids. We have lots of traditions to do. <laughs> My husband does a prime rib for Christmas Eve, and we get that through the Harsha's market. And we also did do the Dickens. That is the that is the tree lighting the tree lighting ceremony for downtown Plano. But it's they have live music. They have carriage rides that are free. And we do the Plano parade, the Christmas parade, and that's the second Saturday of the month. And we do Deerfield. You have to do Deerfield in Plano. That's the neighborhood in West Plano that has all the Christmas lights. It's off of Legacy. So it's Legacy and Archgate. Oh, they're synchronized lights. They go bananas. It's awesome. Food is always a part of the holidays. And for this Plano citizen, Christmas means tamales. And not just any tamales. I'm Leanda Vega, and I have lived here since 1984. Every Christmas, I have to go to Aparicio's and get tamales because you can't have Christmas without tamales. It's the tortilla factory. I'm telling you, it is the most wonderful stuff you've ever put in your mouth. And it's it's just, the, the tamales are fabulous. The Everything's fabulous. And they have a restaurant as well. It is wonderful. But that's what we do every Christmas. However, Leanne's advice... Don't try this at home. It was a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Don't do it, girls. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, it is a nightmare. I wouldn't do it again if you paid me. And here's one tradition we love. Ken Wesley. I'm a photographer here in Plano. You know, every holiday for the past 10 years, I've done a coat drive in downtown Plano. You know those jars at cash registers where you give a penny or take a penny? Ken's coat drive works the same way. I set up 
uh, about 20 or 30 coats and I put a sign out and says if you need a coat take a coat or if you have an extra coat drop one off last year I think we gave away 275 jackets between November and January so we're gonna do the same thing this year as well a lot of people came through and said, hey I'm not I'm not homeless but it's kind of cold I'm like well that's what it's for you don't have to be homeless to need a jacket people would just grab one and uh, wear it and bring it back and bring two back and so that rack cycled out at least 10 or 15 times. Look for the coat exchange in front of Zalot Pizza, the corner of 15th and K Avenue. The first week going is Thanksgiving, and it's going to stay up until January 4th. Jessica Spine, Instagram Cat Mom. Oh, holiday traditions. Um, well, hot cocoa with my kitty cats, of course. All things cats, really. I mean, they don't drink the hot cocoa, they drink milk. Jessica's busy promoting her brand new book, The Christmas Kitten. It's a story. It's an orphan kitten who's rescued by Santa's reindeer, and through his big-hearted wish, all the cats get homes on Christmas. I mean, this kitten... It's a miracle. It is a miracle! This is the story of, of, this is the story of that magical night when kitten's idea changed everyone's life. Finally, we say goodbye to one Plano holiday tradition. It's the last year for Theatre Britain's annual holiday panto. It's a special kind of British holiday show. It's a fairy tale or a traditional story told in the style of a melodrama. Uh, it has a lot of audience participation and it works on two levels. There's the story that young people, that children get and that they follow along with cheer along with the good guys and boo and hiss the villains. And then there's also the level that adults will appreciate as well because it has innuendo and it has some double entendres. But those go straight over the head of the kids, of course. Sue is shutting down Theatre Britain as she plans to return to England. So you have one last chance to experience a panto. This year's The Three Musketeers, and it runs through December 30th. So, happy Christmas and best wishes to Sue Birch in your new adventures. And thank you for bringing this unique holiday tradition to Plano for over 20 years. Are you enjoying this episode of Plano Podcast? If so, you can join our growing list of patrons. Visit planopodcast.com and click on the support tab for more information. Now, back to the show. For our tale of curiosity, we're taking you back almost 90 years to one of the most curious weather events in Texas history. The year was 1929, and the country was still reeling from the great stock market crash when, just a few days before Christmas, an Arctic front blew through the region. Within 24 hours, temperatures plummeted 40 degrees or more as low as zero in the panhandle. It was huge. It was, you know, 12 inches of snow is what I've been told. It shut down cities. People were unable to get anywhere. By daybreak on December 21st, several inches of snow had fallen across central Texas from Junction to Lampasas, northeastward to Palestine and Athens. Hillsboro tallied 26 inches. Plano had just a dusting of snow. But this storm was one for the record books. In Waco, the temperature fell to 2 degrees, and the snowfall totaled 13 inches, a record that still stands. The historic event, the Great Texas Snow, is the theme for Heritage Farmstead's annual Lantern Light holiday event this year. And they're commemorating it with, what else? Snow. Lots and lots of snow. 
I am Kathy Strovel. 14,000 pounds of shaved ice are going to be blown onto a hill, and we're going to create our own snow, our own great Texas snow, if you will. Each year, we, we pick a theme. We want to dedicate it to the past because we are a history museum. But we explore all that, and we create exhibits all around whatever the year is that we want to depict. We're doing something truly unique. We are doing 1929, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Depression. But the biggest thing that we're going to do is we are going to talk about the Great Texas Snow. Visitors will also learn about life in Plano during the Great Depression and see the Victorian homestead decorated in Depression-era style. We're going to show the Victorian home as it would have been decorated in the Depression. We're going to, we may offer foods that coincided. I don't know, we may bring out Hoover's stew, offer it to the public, see what they like. They will have the opportunity to see what was going on in Plano, Texas during the Depression. The Heritage Farmstead has been hosting Lantern Light since 1986. And for many Plano families, it's a tradition. Have you seen these kerosene lanterns? They're beautiful. There are almost a hundred of them that we put on stanchions all over the uh, farmstead. And let me just tell you this, the first, um, the first lantern light was held in 1986. I think that's right and the reason it got its name is we had about five or six docents that took people on tours of the farmstead by lantern and so and the cool thing about that night it was called winter wonderland and at the end of the evening the snow started to fall there are definitely some families that have made it a tradition in their family and they come year after year and i just think as i started this out it's a, it's a it's a way to kick off the holiday season it's the very first saturday of december and there's something about stepping back and looking into your past a simpler time that makes you maybe appreciate those holidays a little bit better For our Plano character, we track down two people you'll want to stay on the good side of this holiday season. <laughs> I'm Santa Doug. I'm Santa Dave. Santa Doug is an experienced Santa Claus. You've probably seen him around Plano during the holidays or in the Dallas Holiday Parade. Santa Dave is a freshman Santa who's just getting his start. I love Christmas. I love kids. And uh, I bumped into Santa Doug several years ago. And it was a couple years later I decided to really get into it. I did it for friends and family. And then this past year I've decided to really jump in with both feet. Now, you're probably wondering, how did we get two Santas in the same room? Santa Doug has an answer. Well, that's kind of a, an interesting conundrum. We in the Santa Claus community and as Santa's helpers, when we're together with more than one or two or three or even 50 Santas in the same room or same location, we generally let everybody know that the real Santa Claus is here. And it's the children's responsibility to pick that Santa Claus out. These Santas take their responsibilities very seriously. It's just a, a fellowship, the International Brotherhood of Real Bearded Santas. They're nationwide. My beard's been white for quite a few years now, and it's registered with the National Beard Registry, number 7754. I went to the International University of Santa Claus and have my degree in Santa Clausology. We did post a photo on Facebook, and while we're doing this interview, we got a question from listener Sumesh. And Sumesh asks, 
Do you get recognized as Santa in the summer? <laughs> well, you know, when you carry a headlight like this, you're always recognizable as Santa Claus. And you never, never want to disappoint a child or an adult 24-7, 365. I get recognized as Santa all the time, all year, by adults and by children. I say, do you believe in Santa? And I'm down here on vacation. And... I got it on uh, one of the Caribbean islands, and I was taking a shower in my bathing suit, walking out of the shower room, and a little girl tugging on her mom's arm, pointing, going, Santa, Santa. Yeah. The nonstop worldwide responsibility does involve a few challenges. In the southern southern part of the hemisphere, it, it's a little warm. Our fur suits uh, in the wintertime can get very, very warm. You want to have an encounter with a child, the first child of your visit, the same as the last child of your last visit. So your energy level always has to be up. Being a Santa's helper is very, very energy draining. You have to be up 100% of the time. Santa Doug is busy during the holiday season, but he brings joy to kids all year round, making weekly visits at Children's Medical Center in Plano. He doesn't wear his red suit, but kids recognize him anyway. I wear a blue shirt and a blue vest, but for some reason they see through the blue shirt and the blue vest and, and recognize me as, as Santa Claus. When you can bring a little joy to a, a ill child's day, it makes you feel good. And if you think Santa's just for kids, Santa Doug has a story for you. One year, a lady actually asked me to come visit her father in an Alzheimer's care unit. And uh, we were having pictures, and most of the residents came over and sat next to Santa Claus. There was one resident that was kind of circling the perimeter of the room, and she'd look over at me and she'd say, Do I remember you? And I'd give her a wink and a nod. And these were all probably late 80s, early 90s residents. And Millie was her name. Millie scurried over to the sofa where I was sitting and she sat down kind of on the end and she looked at me and she pointed at me and she says, do I know you? And I gave her the wink and a nod and then she kind of moved over a little bit closer and she reached out and touched my shoulder and she said, I remember now, you brought me my first bicycle. And I said, yes, I did. And I said, I'll bet you rode that bicycle all over town. She said, yes, and it was red. And I gave Millie a big hug and thanked her for letting me know about her bicycle. And the aides took me to the elevator and I could hear they were crying. And I said, oh, what have I done? Have I done something wrong? They said, no, Millie hasn't talked to anybody in 18 months. So being Santa Claus for all ages and all folks is important. And you just never, ever know. Thank you, Santa Doug and Santa Dave, for all the joy you'll bring to children of all ages this holiday season. I'll offer a tip to everybody listening. It is much easier to stay on the good list than get off the naughty list. Uh, what I'm the most excited about, I just love the looks on the kids' faces when they see Santa. Ho, 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 Plano. And happy holidays, Plano, from Plano Podcast. We've reached the end 
of another edition of Plano Podcast, Tales of Curiosity and Character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to support us on Patreon and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send your feedback, ideas, and comments our way. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.